Revelation. Let's just talk about that. Those four chapters, five verse chapters for a second. And then we're going to break up into some small groups so we can have prayer for one another and discuss or ask questions about. We, we want to, we're wanting to activate ourselves and open our ears to hear and to hear Christ in each other and the word of God that we're carrying. And then to be also bring the truths that God's given us that we've discovered in the word of God to one another. In Revelation chapter 1, uh, just been meditating that there's a prologue in the first three verses that tell us what the whole book's about and if we can, and the benefit and the promise that's attached to the book. And there's an epilogue at the end of Revelation chapter 22. It says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servant. So Father God gave Jesus Christ a revelation, which Jesus gave to show his servants, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. So throughout the book of Revelation, there's an angel accompanying John, and this angel is the one whom Jesus sent to give the revelation that God the Father gave to him to John to give to his servants. And to uh, who bore witness, this John, bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. So there, Jesus, John now is saying, this is what happened, and this is what I'm about to record that happened, and I'm bearing witness to God's word, testimony of Jesus, and all things I saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So that's the prologue and the blessing now attached that, that when we read the scripture, and again, when it says keep those things, it's not like saying that we took what we heard and we figured out what it meant and we did exactly what we was said. That would mean it was a works. It was uh, predicated on our ability to understand. Literally, the word keep means we guard something as very valuable. There's a lot of valuable things that we have that we don't that we we hold them because of their great value. Maybe it's a, some jewelry, family heirloom. Maybe it's a precious memory. It's the the scripture by far is the one thing Jesus always said: keep the word, keep my commands. That means to value, to guard, to just hold it so you always know where it is. Well, this prophecy is being given a blessing to us when we read it. And when we uh, keep it and hear the words or read aloud the words. So then he, he begins to address the seven churches. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, which is the first, first portion of this book. Chapters 2 and 3 are directly seven letters given by Jesus to, for John to communicate to the seven churches. But he went on to say, John to the seven churches, grace to you and peace from him who is and was and is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Beautiful imagery of Holy Spirit in the seven spirits of God. Uh, first brought to us in Isaiah, 
It's the same Holy Spirit, but it's a multifaceted ministry that he brings. Spirit of the fear of God, spirit of wisdom and counsel, the fear of not, the spirit of knowledge, spirit of power. And I think I'm uh, two others I forgot right now. But he says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, which is who he is. He's the firstborn. That means we are being transformed into his likeness and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Whenever you're worried about what's happening on the earth, let's just remind ourselves: Jesus is the ruler over the kings of the earth. Not going to be. He currently holds that position. All things are now under given to him. He has authority in all things. To him who loved us, that's our Lord Jesus, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. This, this description of God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, is a perfect uh, means to ascribe to God who he is and begin to take the time to imagine what he's saying. He loved me. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. And he made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So he made us kings and priests to his God and Father, and to him, Jesus, and God our Father, be glory and dominion forever and ever. Then a statement, behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. When this acceleration of his coming, where it begins to be seen in the clouds, this is going to be a very traumatic moment for the earth. Those who have rejected him, those who have not been accepting of him, there's going to be a strong coming that that has a, a sense of, um, like, it'd be just like an invasion that takes place. I am the Alpha, now Jesus speaking, and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Then John begins to share his position from where he received this revelation that the angel brought that God had given Jesus. I, John, both your brother and companion, in the tribulation kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, that beautiful kingdom of Jesus Christ brings tribulation. And that tribulation activates in us patience. And Jesus Christ, in turn, is our companion in tribulation, in the kingdom, and in the patience. That's why Ali talking about that traveling through a wilderness is a preparation to hear the voice of the Lord for about the expectation of what he was doing. I was in the spirit. Now, I love this about John because every one of us, if there's something take away tonight, take this away with you. It doesn't matter where you are or what's happened to you or what was meant to happen because of what happened because everybody has their desire what would happen to you. He says he was on an Isle of Patmos. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I, did we miss verse nine? Can I? Yes, because I didn't finish it. That's my fault. I was on it, but I jumped ahead. I was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So um, tradition goes as far as to say that he was boiled in oil to try to kill him, but he couldn't. they couldn't kill him, so they exiled him, put him on an island, a prison island, and 
He was there because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Testimony of Jesus Christ, that which we have seen and heard of who Christ is in the scripture, by the spirit, in our time of prayer, in the proclamation of the word. That testimony is what's violently being fought against more so than almost everything. But it's word of God and testimony. They are one, but they're unique about what God has accomplished in the son. I was in the spirit. So he's in an island, told to shut up and shut down, sit down, stop. But he's in that place. But he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. So he was in a different place in the same place. He was a physical place, but he was in the spirit, which is so the key of keys in order to go forward with the Lord when we've been stopped physically or circumstantially some way. And many times you can, your soul shuts down, my soul is shut down so many times over life and my flesh begins to be, grow weak and I just feel like I don't know how to keep going. But the spirit, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, which is what we did when we come to pray. It's what we do when we uh, read the scripture. It's what we do when we accept the truth that we're reading as true and say, I accept it. We, we come out of the soul and it's, limitation it's tiredness it's rigidness it's brokenness and out of the flesh and our weakness and we come into the spirit and he said i was in the spirit on the lord's day and i heard behind me a loud voice of a trumpet so the next thing that's is always important whether you're in service at your private prayer time tomorrow reading the scripture tomorrow begin by i'm i'm in your holy spirit i'm in the place you've given for me, prepared for me, I'm going to read and listen from the Spirit. And then when you hear, and it could be a scripture jumps up, or it could be something that's in a, an event that's happening, or something that is reminded, it says, I heard his voice with, as a loud voice of a trumpet. The next word is this, what did he hear? I saying, I am the Alpha, the Omega, <clears throat> the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Myrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardius, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice. Mark that. I turned to see the voice. How do you see a voice? I mean, we, we learn to... In other words, I'm turning to see what's, who's speaking to me because I'm hearing it from behind and I'm turning to see. And whenever we respond, you see, things that can be, come by us, we can ignore them and do nothing, or we can turn to investigate. That's what he did. I came to him, who, what is this? And having turned, had he not turned, he wouldn't have seen. Do you follow me? Ha and having turned, I saw. So I turned to see, and having turned, I saw. I turned so I could see, and when I turned, I saw. So that is a simple responding to what we're hearing. And it happens in scripture. It happens in prayer. It happens in worship. And in the midst of, I saw the seven gold lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the son of man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about a, a chest with a golden band. <clears throat> I want to share a testimony about this. Several years ago, uh, about five years ago, 
felt the Lord say, I, I, I want you to go to the scripture and just see me again, see me fresh. I didn't plan to come to here because this is the glorified image of Jesus Christ or what you would call now post-crucifixion, post-resurrection. He's up into his ascension, seated at the right hand of the Father, high priest, king, royal priest, Savior, Lord, having received the Holy Spirit. This is his day job and night job, his forever living to make intercession. This is a moment he's about to make intercession into John and experience. And what he and so I begin to look at these things. And it doesn't take too long, and I'm going to encourage us all to practice this. If you want to see Jesus, let the Bible tell you to see him as the Bible speaks. And so I saw him. I'd say, I saw him. Imagine the Son of Man clothed with a garment. All the garments we ever see are white or like fire. doesn't tell us the description of the color. Girded uh, all the way down to his feet. And he's girded with a golden band across his chest, which is a very reminiscent of the high priest image that we find in Leviticus and Numbers. And... His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. So imagine with me something, the face, the head, the head and the hair, white like wool, but not just kind of a, kind of a funky, creamy wool. White as snow, bright, brilliant, light. And when I say those words and I ponder as I say them and I see what I'm saying, they're not like labels. They begin to open the door of pictures and experience. And his eyes were like a flame of fire, piercing, burning light in his eyes. His feet were like brass, as refined in a furnace. So you, they're alive, they're glowing, they're, they're, they're on fire. And his voice as the sound of many waters. Again, if we can go to an audio that we've heard or we can recall, maybe Niagara Falls or, or a massive sound of many waters falling, crashing of waves, something where lots of water is moving. It's the sound of many waters. That's his voice. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And it's out of his mouth. He's holding seven stars. He's in the midst of seven lampstands, garment all to his feet, golden sash, his face and his head, his hair, his head, are white like wool and like snow. Out of his eyes are two, are blazing fire, sound of many waters, holding in his hand seven uh, uh, sh stars shining in strength. And it says, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. So this, this is the, the word of God. This is that means to which God moves and speaks to us today and what we'll see later in Roman, in Revelation 19. And he was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me saying, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. And I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. I have the keys of Hades and death. What a, be what a perfect beginning. Amen. What a perfect beginning to see the Lord high and lifted up, to see him in his exalted state. So we've got 10 minutes. 
that I would like us to take a moment and break up, share in small groups. It can be what we read. It can be what I'm just what we were just talking about. It could be uh, prayer request. If we break into groups of two or three or four people, then we have a chance to to hear from each other, pray for one another, and then advance in this book. My prayer, as and I'll be, meet with everybody online. My prayer for us all together, and I'd like to start by that, is that God would open the eyes, our eyes, to see, like He did. For for John on the Isle of Patmos, or he did Isaiah at the, at, in, in the heavenly realm, or he did for the Apostle Paul. So, Father, would you do us this gift of the revelation to see Jesus high and lifted up, glorified, what you have accomplished in the Son and brought him into in his exalted state. Help us to see this in our daily prayer, as we approach you in our intercession and reading, this is who you are. This is who you will look like. And we are given the glimpse into your beauty and to your power. So we take this eyewitness report and we say, God, make it ours. Make us eyewitnesses of this truth in our own hearts. And as we share together tonight and pray one for another, we're saying, in the name of Jesus, the the fullness of what you accomplished in these first four chapters in Revelation. Let them start breaking forth for each of us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, let's go ahead, break, get together in small groups, find about three or four people, welcome each other, and then I'd love to talk to everybody online. All right. Blessing. I, I take too long on that book of Revelation, that part, because I don't I just love this image of Jesus because when I see him like this I just it centers me back into whatever I'm going through that's who is walking with me that's my companion that's the one who is inside my tribulations inside the kingdom and inside the patience but since we can't talk back and forth and I do want to release the blessing let me give you just a couple of more chapters, some overview. Chapters 3 and 4 are letters, seven letters to the seven churches. We can't take the time to do each letter. They were, they're really they're part of something Jesus has given John to communicate to seven churches, but they're for all the churches to hear. And so there's three phrases that speak to every church that I want to point out. First off... He will address the church uniquely about who they are and where they are and their function. But he says, in every address, he says, I know your works. I know your works. So when it comes to know me, he knows me from my heart, seen in my works. You can't hide your heart with your works. Your works and your heart will be one and seen in the Lord. So he knows me by my works. That helps me because sometimes I think, well, I have good intentions, but it's that leaves me uh, free to uh, not, not fulfill my good intentions. No, he knows me in my works. Then he'll address them to uh, an issue, like the first church of Ephesus as they have left their first love. So he's saying, now, uh, address this remember where you fell from in concerning 
the church of Ephesus and repent and do the deeds of first. Then he will say two other phrases. Every, every, everyone hears these phrases, every church. So I hear them for me. I know your works. The next thing he says, uh, he who overcomes. So the overcomers are the focus of this these letters to the churches to become overcomers, to be more than conquerors, to rise above what is pulling us down. I, to him who overcomes, and then comes a promise. And each promise is unique to each church, but each of us will find ourselves in all seven churches. I know I have. I know, I know, I know have. But then he says the third thing that he says to all seven churches that are in every one of the seven letters in these two chapters. He says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So he is speaking to a church, but he's speaking to the churches, and it's what the Holy Spirit is saying. Have an ear to hear, to hear what he is saying. So I know your works, then here is the address of who you are, where you are, what you need to do. A lot of, most of the churches are like five of them repent. One of them holds your place. And then one is a reward for the little strength, keeping your word and not denying his name. And that they're going to be the one to um, have doors open. That's the Philadelphia church. But as you go through this, there's this interaction. And at the very end of chapter uh, 3, he says um, the instruction at verse 19 as many as I love I rebuke and chasten therefore be zealous and repent so as many as I love I rebuke and chasten That's, Jesus is going to interrupt where I am to bring me to where he is and it's going to be I, rebuking and chasing it. So what God loves, he does is therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and I opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. That is a script. That is a promise to the believers who are being reproved or brought back into a, a right relation, right fellowship with Jesus. And then the promise to him who overcomes I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. A unique promise to the overcomers of the Laodicean church to which I have identified with too many times in my life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So these letters are delivered. They're written, they're received, they're delivered. But now the revelation of, that was given to Jesus Christ is being now communicated. Chapter 4, we start a whole nother. It's not like the letters and then this happens. He's received the letters. But now that that part was done, something wonderful breaks loose. After these things, chapter 4, verse 1, I looked and behold the door standing open in heaven. After these things, I looked and behold, the door standing in heaven. This is an interactive experience the Apostle John is having, the angels causing him to see the revelation that God gave to the Son. Now he's setting the stage of the revelation being given. I saw the heaven open and a door open, and I heard a, a 
was like a trumpet speaking to me. Like the first voice, like the one he heard behind him. Now he hears a voice from heaven saying, come up here. I will show you things which must play, take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Now may I share what Revelation has been for me primarily as a book of, of impartation and strength. It's a book of worship. It's a book of worship to which I join in the worship that's going on in heaven. I walk through the sessions of worship that are found in the, in the many chapters, and I I enter into them. Each of them are based on the revelation of God, Jesus Christ. And they're progressive. They get larger. They get louder. They get more impactful. And I walk with it. I started this 20-some years ago. At first, I wasn't sure if I really should do this or it was because it seemed like, well, I'm just going to sneak in there and be a part of the, and I'd be off in the distance. But the more I've come to know who I am in Christ, that my place is to be with him in the in the throne room. I have now uh, come to, to practice beholding. So there I am. There's the throne. But, and it's one. One sat on the throne. And he who sat on the throne was like jasper and sardius. It's like bright fire, red and orange stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow all around the throne. So I allow, like the appearance of an emerald. That's like could be moving in a circular way. It could be moving in a sphere. It was just like an emerald. And then around the throne, I'm going to close with this because we, we can't, but around the throne were 24 elders sitting on 24 thrones in white robes and they had crowns of gold on their head. So this, now imagine the 12, 24, these are there today. They're functioning thrones, functioning elders. He's and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, voices. So out from the midst of, from, from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And then seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne. So in front of the throne, which are the flaming fire of the Holy Spirit, with which are the seven spirits of God. Then before the throne was a sea of glass like crystal. So glassy sea. In the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and back. So these four living creatures in front of the throne, I see the lion. Then there was over the, the, the calf. Or the, and then, be, then there is the face of the man. And then there is the face of the eagle. And they have seven wings, six wings. And they have eyes within, eyes without. And they don't stop by saying, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever they do, and they give the glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne. Then the 24 elders fall down. And they, they take their throne. They come off their thrones and they take their crowns and they throw it to the throne. And they say, you are worthy, O Lord. I to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. And your will, they exist. And we're created. And that's worship session one. And they keep going. Chapter 5 will introduce us into greater. Chapter 7, chapter 11, chapter 15, and chapter 19. Until we see the fullness of, of this new creation of the new millennial, of the new heaven and earth in chapters 21 to 22.
So we've run out of time. Let me bless you. Lord, I bless uh, your sons and daughters with eyes of their understanding to be enlightened, to be able to see and know what is this fullness of hope in this calling, in this inheritance, in this place. May our worship, may we be able to enter into the worship in heaven, be impacted by the truth of what is of God being seen as he is worshiped. May the revelation of what we see in God begin to impact us on who we are walking through this life. And then may, the, may all the praise and the glory, may Jesus Christ take preeminence and may this book of the revelation the Father gave to Jesus that he was to give to the, his servants by the angel fully find a, a resting place, a blessing in our life to cause us to become the overcomers who cause us to be those who have ears to hear that can hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches, to those of us who can be known to, in our works, known in our life, not, not hiding from, but being known. Lord, I bless every one of us to allow these truths to happen and to give time for this and to see, to hear, and to turn, understand and turn that healing might abound in our life in every area. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So I... Whoa, sorry about that. I want to release a blessing to everyone. I know this is a closing time. You can continue praying. But Heavenly Father, thank you that we are a people that are coming alive from within because Christ is dwelling in the midst of us. And you are finding Christ in the midst of us as we speak one to another of the things of what we're seeing and hearing and worshiping. Lord, carry us through the book of Revelation as we advance this coming week into the many facets of what is to see. And help us next Wednesday to come into the constitution of the kingdom, to see the very essence of how you are, the, the heart of the king that denotes how the kingdom operates. May these things continue, advance us, and ready us as we gather together this Sunday in Jesus' name. God bless. Bless you, eyes online. We'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye.